0: What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 42 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk to you about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And this week, we're going through a Health Week Reach episode. This week, we're going to be tackling a health subject. And today, we are joined by Dr. Allison Arthur. She is a dermatologist and stops in to talk about skin health, especially when working outside in the sun. So, without further ado, here's our interview with Dr. Allison Arthur. Today I'm joined by Dr. Allison Arthur. She is a dermatologist that is here today to talk with us about the health of our skin while working outdoors. Thank you so much for joining me here.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Mike. Uh,
0: Dr. Allison, can we just get started by talking a little bit more about yourself, your background in being a dermatologist? Can you give us uh, a little bit of a rundown about yourself?
1: Yes, I'd be happy to. A dermatologist is a medical doctor who specializes in the health of the skin, hair, and nails. I graduated from the University of Florida for medical school, and I completed all of my dermatology residency and fellowship training at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And I now am in private practice in Orlando, Florida. I have a... Kind of a full-service dermatology practice where I treat everything from skin cancer to psoriasis to wrinkles. And one of the things that I love about dermatology is that we not only do medical treatments, but we also perform surgery and we can look at pathology slides under the microscope. So it's a it's a great field. I love what I do, and uh, I am a member of the American Academy of Dermatology and serve on several committees as well for the Academy. And I'm glad to be here today representing them.
0: Thank you so much for joining us here and helping us with, uh, with skin care when it comes to working outdoors because it's such a prevalent thing for us in our industry and uh, just just getting started here, when you have a patient coming into you, are they generally coming into you because something has happened or do you have people coming in to, for preventative measures? Or Is it a reactionary thing or is it a preventative thing that they're coming into you for normally?
1: definitely both so some patients come in just for routine skin cancer screenings and that's where we look at the patient from head to toe we check their scalp we check their ears between the toes and everything in between and We're just looking for any spots that might be suspicious for skin cancer. Sometimes patients are prompted to do that because they know that they're at high risk for skin cancer. For example, they have a history of tanning bed use. They have had a family member who's had a skin cancer like melanoma. Or perhaps they have a job or hobbies where they spend a lot of time outside in the sun. And so that may um, be something that they just do routinely for preventative um, health and um, also for to learn for tips on how to take care of their skin and protect their skin. But then some of my visits are where patients are coming in because they have a specific concern. For example, they noticed a new spot on their skin or they noticed that they have a mole that's
0: changing in terms of protecting our skin why is it so important especially for us that for those of us that are working outdoors on an ongoing basis and in in the sun and in the elements
1: It's important to protect your skin from the sun because exposure to ultraviolet radiation is the most preventable cause of of skin cancer and skin aging. So ultraviolet light can actually cause mutations in our cells that can increase your risk for skin cancer down the road. Um, it also causes a lot of age-related changes because the ultraviolet light breaks down collagen and elastic fibers, and collagen is what gives plumpness to our skin. So as we lose that collagen over time and we lose some of the elasticity of our skin, that can produce uh, wrinkles. Um, It also can cause brown spots, skin discoloration. The skin can become more fragile and, and bruise easily in areas that have had a lot of chronic sun exposure.
0: When it comes to sun exposure, is this only when uh, the sun is out, when we're working outdoors, or will we experience the, the same negative effects from these ultraviolet rays uh, when it's cloudy, when you don't see the sun, or maybe even when you're in, in the truck driving around for the day? Uh, is this is this going to be protecting us when you know the clouds are blocking out the sun, or when we're in the truck? That's a great question.
1: The ultraviolet rays absolutely penetrate through the clouds and also can come through the glass in in the truck. And so you really have to be careful all of the time, no matter what the weather looks like. I've seen some of the worst sunburns after cloudy days because patients say that they forgot about their sunscreen or they didn't realize that they had to keep their skin protected because it wasn't sunny.
0: Now, these effects, you talked about some of these negative effects when it comes to ultraviolet rays. Now, are these effects, are they reversible when, say, you know, we start to notice them? And in terms of noticing them, what, what should we be looking for in our skin? Because, I mean, as we get older, we start to see our skin change a little bit here and there. Maybe a mole pops up. How do we know that these effects are, are happening that we should see a der- dermatologist?
1: Great questions. I'll try to break it down a little bit. So first, we we can talk about the age-related skin changes. And so, yes, age-related skin changes caused by ultraviolet light can be partially reversible. Um, For example, there are treatments that we can do, such as laser treatments or chemical peels to try to erase some of the effects of the sun damage and eliminate brown spots or try to stimulate some new collagen to grow. But certainly... This is a situation where uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Once a lot of damage has been done, we can never get the skin back to to being as healthy as it was, you know, when you were a a kid. And so the more that you can do to protect and prevent these changes, the better. Um, With regards to some of the changes that can lead to skin cancer, uh, sometimes patients will notice some precancers develop, and these can be pink spots that have a rough or crusty texture. They tend to come up in areas that get the most sun exposure, such as the forehead, the tops of the ears, and the backs of the hands. And unlike dry skin, they don't tend to get better with moisturizer, and uh, they they stay. They don't go away or heal on their own. And so if you're seeing these types of pink rough spots come up, that stay around and don't get better with time or with moisturizer, that would be a good thing to see a dermatologist about. Because if we can diagnose and treat some of these spots when they're precancers, we could potentially prevent uh, some skin cancers from developing as time goes on.
0: Yeah, you talked a bit about, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So when it comes to this prevention, what what can we use to to protect our skin from the sun, from these ultraviolet rays?
1: There are lots of tools that you can use to protect your skin from the sun. A lot of people, when they hear the phrase sun protection, they immediately think of sunscreen. And sunscreen is great, but that's just one thing that you can have to protect uh, your skin. There's actually a lot of different tools. So I'll talk about all of them. The first thing with sunscreen I recommend would be to look for a sunscreen that has a sun protection factor or SPF of 30 or higher. And I prefer sunscreens that have zinc. Zinc is a mineral that gives great coverage against all the ultraviolet A and ultraviolet B rays. So that that's what we refer to as a broad spectrum sunscreen. If you, if you sweat a lot, you would also want to choose a sunscreen that says that it's water resistant, which means that it will help to stay in place and won't, easily run into your eyes or um, wipe off the skin easily. Um, It is important to reapply sunscreen every couple of hours. And I find that that's a place where a lot of times people fall short because they put the sunscreen on in the morning and they assume they're protected, but they forget to reapply throughout the day. Um, In addition to sunscreen, I find it really helpful to just cover up as much as possible. So whenever you can wear Things like long sleeves, hats, sunglasses, gloves. That makes a really big difference. There are some clothing items that are labeled as ultraviolet protective clothes, and they will sometimes have a tag that says UPF, and that means that that fabric was specially designed to protect from the sun. But even just a regular long sleeve T-shirt will offer some sun protection. Um, when you're shopping for a a hat, it's good to look for a hat that has a brim all the way around, as opposed to a baseball cap, because that way the ears are protected as well. And it's ideal to have a brim that's at least three and a half inches. And some hats even have a little flap that comes down in the back to cover the neck. Oh, additionally, don't forget a lip balm with sunscreen. A lot of times the lips are neglected. And if skin cancer develops on the lips, it can be aggressive because of the lymphatic drainage from the lower lip. And so there's more of a risk that skin cancers on the lip could spread to the lymph nodes. So it's always important to have a sunscreen with, or I'm sorry, a lip balm with sunscreen. Heliocare is something that you might not have heard of before. It is an antioxidant and it's a pill that's taken by mouth. It doesn't take the place of sunscreen or sun protective clothes, but it's just an extra step that you can take um, to help uh, protect the skin from free radical damage. So HelioCare comes from a fern that grows in Central and South America, and it has been shown to help decrease The risk of sunburn. So it's a really nice strategy to have, especially for folks who are fair skinned and might sunburn easily. Um, Finally, whenever you can, if if it's possible to arrange for any indoor activities to be done in the middle of the day, That would be ideal because right around noon, the ultraviolet rays are at their peak and you'll get the most direct ultraviolet exposure. So if you have any planning activities, administrative work or or things like meeting with clients that could be done indoors, it would be fantastic to do that right in the middle of the day and then do more of the outdoor work early in the morning and later in the afternoon. Excellent,
0: excellent advice in terms of preventative measures. And, and you're right. The helio care. I've never heard of that before. Is that fairly new on the market? And, and for those, uh, more interested in it, uh, is it, is it, a, you talked about it's, it's derived from a plant. Is it completely natural are, are there uh, any side effects that people might experience from this? And where can people learn more about that if they're interested in it?
1: HelioCare is completely natural because it's derived from a plant. Um, it is available without a prescription. Um, here where I live in Orlando, Florida, it can be found at common drug stores. It can also be ordered online. And it's been around for a long time, actually. It's used in many countries. It rarely has side effects. Uh, there's a small reported incidents of itching or stomach upset with it, but I personally have never had any side effects nor have any of my patients who take HelioCare ever reported any side effects from it.
0: Amazing, and definitely an, an alternative uh, method to dealing with this, this skin protection that I, I would have never thought about myself. And uh, now getting into getting into these effects again uh, that we, we experience from sun exposure, in these these long term effects can you give us a little bit of a a timeline about you know if we don't use any of these preventative measures for sun care uh when when might we be starting to experience these negative effects that come from this uh down the road like how how long would it take for us to experience a a uh, say a major uh side effect from sun exposure
1: It depends on the individual, and there's a lot of factors that can come into play with regards to when some of the effects of sun exposure might be seen. For example, someone who has a lighter skin type, who sunburns easily with blonde or red hair and blue eyes, might start to see signs of sun damage on the skin, even in in childhood or the teenage years. Um, and then somebody with darker skin, where they have more kind of built-in sun protection, so to speak, might not see those changes until a little bit later in life. Um, skin cancer can affect all ages, and I have had folks in their 20s with basal and squamous cell carcinomas which are the types of skin cancer that are thought to be related to chronic sun exposure over time. So we're, we're definitely seeing skin cancers in, in younger patients, although it's, they're most commonly diagnosed in folks who are in their, you know, fifties and older.
0: And just a, a great way to know that, you know, it affects everybody, any age. So it's, it's important to use these preventative measures that you've already discussed with us. And, and thank you so much for all the advice you've given us today. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you feel would be important to either highlight or, or explain further to our audience?
1: Yes, I'd love to give some, some tips on things to look for that would be a red flag. It would indicate that you should go see a dermatologist. Absolutely. So, some signs of skin cancer would include a sore that doesn't want to heal. Um, oftentimes patients will come in saying, I thought that this was a pimple, but it hasn't healed. It's been there for a couple of months and it's just not going away. And, uh, oftentimes with, with that history, you know, we may find something concerning. Um, also sometimes, Patients will notice a spot that they've had for a while, but it seems to be changing. So if you have a mole that is changing color, if it's growing in size, or if a mole used to be flat and now it's raised, if it's itching or bleeding for no reason, those are all red flags that that mole should be checked by a dermatologist
0: excellent excellent and it's great to have an idea of what we may be looking for uh in terms of you know things on our body that it's it should raise a red flag and uh dr allison arthur thank you so much for your time and in joining us here on this episode we really appreciate it and covering such an important topic as far as health goes and it's you know something that may be overlooked that we should be concerned more about and once again thank you so much for joining us
1: Pleasure. I am delighted to help educate people about how to protect their skin and things to watch for. Um, If you want to learn more um, about different skin conditions or things that you can do to help your skin be as healthy as possible. A good resource is the American Academy of Dermatology's website, which is www.aad.org. And so they've got a lot of information there that's, that's very useful. Um, also, I uh, post a lot of different tips on Instagram. And so you can check out my Instagram, which is Dr. Allison Arthur.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Visit us at howtohardscape.com for more information on this subject and keeping your skin safe in the sun. Let us know what you want to learn about in future episodes by reaching out to us on our social channels at how to hardscape wherever you can find us instagram and facebook and you can always send us an email contact at howtohardscape.com we would love it if you subscribe to our podcast left us a rating and review this really helps us get this podcast out there into more people's ears we look forward to meeting with you next week on the how to hardscape podcast